Welcome back to another House Rules Collaborative Gaming uh, podcast. Uh, we have a episode of Ragged Coast for you tonight. Um, Gold Braid and Huff, Blacksmith and Armorer. So as you know, our heroes have journeyed away from the uh, Crypt of the Sunlord and have arrived at Claren's old haunts, the city of Don, the capital city of the Duchy of Iskdon, the Dukedom of Iskdon. And they have crossed into the city, infiltrating under the watchful or not so watchful eyes of the town guard, Scarlet Antwerp's town guard, made their way counterclockwise around the town from the um, bridge over the river Isk all the way to um, the area by by the, the docks, which actually is also along the river, but away from the main entrance to the town. And um, there they started to talk with Ruda Goldbraid, the blacksmith. And tonight we'll get to hear a little bit more of conversations with Ruda, but we will also get to meet her cousin, Sophia Huff, the armorer, whose shop is like just around the corner. And we will see what, um, what fence and, um, Claren, or uh, Claren is actually not getting any weapons. What, um, what Fence and Crenshaw and Theraval are up to in terms of asking for more protective armor, armor. And then um, we get to learn a little bit more about the town because our heroes have to scope out Don here if they are going to figure out how they are going to dethrone Scarlet and restore Claren and the rightful um, rulers of Iskdon. So, a lot of intelligence gathering to happen this evening. All right, well, listen, I hope you enjoyed the, the listen. We are going to get into it without any further delay. All right, welcome back to another fabulous episode of Ragged Coast. We are off somewhere in the eastern part of the realms, actually in the city of Don. I'm Carl. I'm going to be DMing. And I think um, even before we do player and character introductions, um, Andy, can we ask you to read the recap from last time? Absolutely. A recap of episode 44 on to Isk Dan. Our adventurers left the crypt. <clears throat> Our adventurers left the crypt of the Sun Lord and traveled for three days to reach the capital city of Dan, in the country of Isk Dan, Clarence's old home, and now under the thumb of Scarlet Antwerp. Our heroes arrived on the outskirts of Dan. They were across the river Isk and could see the city's walls, its major districts, and the temple dedicated to Ra, Anubis, and Ptah within its central keep. Using magic clocks and their own skills of deception, they snuck into the city disguised as a farmer, seeking work with one of Dan's leading dry good merchants, Barto Crumwatt. 
Our heroes made their way through the Shore, Tra, and Adlai Creek districts, went quickly past the traders' booths in the South Market, and found their way to the blacksmith Ruta Goldbraids in the Laversround district. There, they were asking about an arborer. An armorer, Ruta's cousin, Sophia Huff. She's an armorer and has a shop right behind hers. Our heroes were also learning about the goings-on in Dan since Claren had fled into exile. And, well, those goings-on are dark, to say the least. Ooh, mysterious. Although I like how you all got in there with clocks, magical clocks. Um, right. I, I'm wondering if that is a Carl typo or an Andy misread. Um, I'm not daring to look back at what I wrote, but um, it would have been really clever using magical clocks. It does say clocks. Maybe you meant cloaks. I'm, I did. I'm just like you know that uh, anchorman in San Diego. I just read whatever's put in front of me, no matter how ridiculous. Ron Burgundy of Dungeons and Dragons. It would have been an absolutely fabulous time if you had snuck in with clocks. Even more clever than the magical cloaks um, that you used. Uh, yeah. Let's do some character introductions, and maybe we start with Janae, since we just had a mention of Claire in there in the the recap. And then we'll once we do all the intros, we will get back to um, Ruda's and see how your conversation with the blacksmith is moving along. Great. All right. So I play Clarence Deflevin, level five fighter, level five druid, uncomfortably on her home turf, trying to get some tips on the revenge that will hopefully finally actually happen after <laughs> so much waiting. Um, but hey, tension builds for a better story. So here we are. Um, I'll go ahead and pass it to Kevin. Hi, my name is Kevin. I'll be playing Theraval Fantastical a uh, level 10 Aladrin Arcane Trickster um, together with his uh, Twig Blight Aspen. I guess we'll, we'll be figuring out something about familiars and uh, zoo, uh, expanding the zoo. I'm looking forward to just, I don't know, not, not being uh, watched or under the boot of uh, the Scarlet Antwerp and getting revenge and getting, getting us back up, back to Ward, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, so let me throw it over to uh, DJ. I'm DJ. I'll be playing Crenshaw Jones, the Sorcerer 8 Warlock 2 uh, servant of an evil creature of the deep who is happy to help Scarlet, or not Scarlet, who's happy to help Claren take down Scarlet, especially if it means putting off returning to the ocean just a little bit longer because there's a dark reckoning waiting in the depths. And I will turn it over to Andy. Hi, my name is Andy, and I'm playing Fence the Monk. Fence is a 10th level Hand of Mercy monk. He's uh, a wood elf. He's feeling slightly uncomfortable in these uh, urban surroundings, but uh, is ready to put his newly sharpened spear uh, to contribute to the cause of revenge against Scarlet Antwerp. And I'll popcorn it back to Carl. Awesome, okay, I am Carl, I'm DMing, also playing the um, lovable um, NPC Mouse Field Mouse, fifth level Druid, fifth level Wizard, 
And we are going to just take a look at ye old map of Don. And you all were in the northeast quadrant of it over in an area um, known as the Laven's Realm. And also this area right up along the Isk River is of course known as the docks. And looking on the map there, you can see a number of, um, a number of docks, a number of um, boardwalks. What do you call the long stretchy things that go out into the ocean? Why, is, why are words failing me today? Um, Peas? Do ears, I, keys, ears, um, piers, piers, yeah, piers. yeah, yeah, piers that go out into into the Isk River there, but you all are over here, right where this sort of comment block is, um, and in the house that's right there, are actually in um, Ruta Gold's beer um, braids, um blacksmithery and you had talked to her and i think we sort of left you there although she was saying that right around the corner to the right this building that is sort of over along the main street connected to the same house as hers is where um sophia huff um her cousin who's an armorer has a shop so i don't know if you have questions for for Ruta are um, what you all want to do. Um, of course, the the temple and the central keep is this area to your to your southwest, and that's where presumably Scarlet and her her minions are. So yeah, that's where we left it last time. Um, tell me what you all would like to do. I will remind everyone that uh, Fence has uh, submitted his uh, spear for improvement. Uh, it's being transformed from a, a plus one lightning spear to a plus three lightning spear, which he's very excited about. But uh, he'll be depending upon his fists of fury for a week. He also has his longbow uh, ready to deploy, but he'll uh, be without his spear uh, for a while. Uh, I, th I think there was also the matter of um, a really big gold nugget that needed to be turned into coinage at some juncture. Yeah, and I think we wanted to get Crenshaw things. Yeah, since everything had been lost, so get some referrals for sort of appropriate weapons to make up for your lost armory. I mean, there may also be, of course, Claren is still in animal form here kind of tagging along and unable to talk um at the moment which is a deliberate choice still at this juncture she's not quite in friendly territory for her um but it would be worthwhile to maybe try and get some information about what's been happening in town under scarlet's regime um what's information we could gather about for example um protection around her temple, things that we may want to know for a potential sneak infiltration. I wonder if our druids could uh, talk to animals and gather any information that way, one, or B, if um, they may want to use some of uh, their animal forms while we're, in, uh, while we're here 
to uh, scout on the inside of the walls uh, in ways that we wouldn't be able to do in human form. Could work. And I think Mouse Field Mouse is already in Mouse Farm. I think that was part of the, the subterfuge to, to get into the city. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, I think Fence also has two short swords that he acquired from Vogel. The, yeah, he... He traded those in in order to have his uh, spear transformed. Right, so right. I don't know if he gets to hold on to those as collateral until he gets his spear back. But uh, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Those are those are were handed over as payment. I forgot. Yeah. Right. But he's comfortable. Um, I mean, I don't know if we have to storm the gates within the next week. Uh, we also should um, figure out uh where we'll be staying while we're uh staying in town for instance if if we need to get a room or more than one room uh at a local establishment yeah and remind me i think it was crenshaw and fence and theraval that were in were in human form and each of you were disguised crenshaw you were disguised as as the farmer mm -hmm. um what was what what was theraval's disguise and remind me the magic item that you were using to to assume that disguise i i use my stud uh glamour armor um mm -hmm. to disguise myself as the previous dude who gave us directions to uh, this side of town, who I may have also stolen seven gold from. Uh, once all that was once my invisibility wore off. Sweet, yeah, and you all did, if I recall, just if we go south, I don't know if you can see my cursor, but there is a barn-like area in the southern part of the Laban's Realm area that um, was where you left the cart and the the horses Penelope and Ram Ram so was it yes. and Andy fence wasn't in disguise was he fence was just using like a was, I think it was made invisible that uh, invisibility was cast upon him uh, for the trip in uh, I don't think uh, I'm sure he wasn't invisible when he turned his spear over and. Uh, traded in his swords okay uh as a wood elf he can um he can hide when he's lightly obscured but i think that can only serve you for so long gotcha so what yeah what what would you all like to do you were having a conversation three of you at least with um with ruda do you want to continue to talk to her do you want to head to other places in the town. I think um, Sophia Huff was just around the corner because folks were interested in acquiring better armor. So you could move on and talk to her, but I don't think you really ask Ruda like a ton of questions about the state of the town yet. We were going to talk to Ruda some more. Um, Crenshaw was going to subtly cast uh, Detect Thoughts. Okay. Part of this conversation. And uh, I believe someone had a symbol of Ra that they were 
not brandishing, but wearing openly. In the blacks in the shop, right? Like someone was in there who had yeah. the symbol of Ra. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think one of us, one of us was wearing a symbol of Ra visibly. We were starting to ask questions about the state of religion in town. Yeah, and Ruda are one of the one of the clerks had been commenting on the um, the switch, like even in the guards' pins, you've you noticed, and Claren certainly noticed this, that instead of just being like a, a jackal's head or a, a single jackal's head, it's now like two jackal's heads are the symbol that's worn on like all the cloaks of the of the guards, and it's I'll leave it I'll leave it at that at the moment. I use my telepathic connection to Crenshaw to ask, uh, or to really say like, there's a clever way to ask about places for worship here that might give us a sense of how the power dynamic may have shifted under Scarlet's realm. Crenshaw says, uh, We're new in town, and along with doing some shopping, we want to make our usual temple visits and donations. And we had always heard that uh, Don was the the place to go for followers of Ra. But it, I don't see a lot of Ra around. What happened? Did something happen? Well, <clears throat> I'm also reading her mind, but not probing yet. So surface thoughts. Sure. Uh, well, under, under the old Duke Ferdinand, of course, um, the town was known for, for being um, strictly ordered always and the sun rises the sun set ra was the patron deity not the only deity i mean anubis and ta were worshipped in the temple all four of them there but um you know i'm not a jeweler but my cousin is and as soon as as soon as the new duchess rose to power within a couple of weeks all the guards um pins brooches the, the medallions switched to the to the two-headed dogs and i mean that's that's what we we call the symbols so set became entwined there there are even rumors that um that part of the temple has been converted to uh, an altar or a temple or rooms to, to worship Set. And what's in her surface thoughts along with that? Um, 
you know, Ruta has certain, there's a bit of, I don't know if you heard it in the tone of my voice there, but certainly reading her mind, you get a, a little bit of a sense of being disgruntled or not trusting this shift. It's not outright like rebellion, but it's, yeah, disgruntled. Mm -hmm. Let me think for a second. You know, I never met Archduke Ferdinand. It was just Duke Ferdinand, not. I bet Archduke sounds good. It's got a World War One ring, and Ferdinand. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. What's his niece or whatever? What's she like? As newcomers in town, you don't want to go the wrong way. Yeah, well, where where are you from? As newcomers in town, Ward. Oh, the city across the mountains. You've come a long way. And across the lakes. There's a lot of travel. Yeah, well, well traveled. Those trade routes are not not as open as they they used to be. Um yeah, I you know the new Duchess is a hard one to read. I, I have to say, as a blacksmith, it hasn't been bad business. There certainly are more weapons being sold here than there ever were before. I mean, I think people, I mean, like you come in and ask for fine magic weapons. Um, other people come in, I'm pounding out short swords all the time. Um, there is definitely a sense of, of disquiet here, but it does, it fits when you've got the two hounds, the two jackals, um, both being worshiped, there's a, like a dichotomy there between between Set and Ra that's never, I mean, Set, he's the shadows, right? I mean, I'm not a, a cleric or a priest, but it's not like the followers of Set aren't, weren't always around, but they weren't front and center on the guard's uniform. So yeah. I would watch yourself more. Being from Ward, you know what it's like to have a merchant council and lots of schemers. If I've heard, and I don't mean to offend, but Ward is an urban, correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's the floating cities. You, you've got pirates out there. Don is not like that. Don is a large temple with sloped sides that are swept every morning. Don is works like clockwork. We don't know anymore. So Crenshaw says, the truth should never be offensive. That's how Ward is. It's one of the reasons we're here, not there. 
you're saying Don is becoming more and he looks sort of he looks very sort of intently at her and says cosmopolitan and there's so much weight on that word yeah that sort of I'm reacting to her basically saying it used to be so nice here yeah that's what I'm hearing and I'm poking around in her head to see if there's some of that she's like hmm that's a heavy word I I think Dylan's always been cosmopolitan in its own way but you know, I work more with metal than with words and you clearly know words it's been big but it's been orderly and now it's big and messy the streets are they're patrolled but not swept does that make sense? It does. It does make sense. Like San Francisco, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Like San Francisco. What? I've never heard of San Francisco. <laughs> I'm outside. Hurts, but it's true. Yeah. Um, what? So... You mentioned a lot of weapons going on. And are there any other people besides us milling around? Oh, in the in the blacksmith shop? Yeah, there's been, I mean, a, a few people coming in, a few people placing orders, you know. Um, yeah, so there's two, three other people in the shop. And like I said, there there was Ruta and then there was at least three other people, um, two helping with the forges behind and one sort of clerk running the counter. Mm -hmm. A lot of weapons going out the door, you said. Is it really safe to walk the streets? For you, I would be worried. Your friend who just placed the order for the um, the magic spear, I'm not worried about him. You stay close to him, you won't be touched. I think your question about is it safe to walk the streets, it's not, a, you're asking it like a person from ward. But I think in part, and she sort of like looks around and like looks like out, like she's checking to make sure who's on the street. She said, I think it may be as much fear of the, the town guard that started driving people or who the town guard might be making deals with now that's making people scared of being in the streets. These are questions you're probably better asking 
at a tavern as opposed to a place where I got to do some work. I appreciate the conversation. My friend appreciates the sphere. We're going to go check with your cousin because I may not need a sword, but some some armor wouldn't be a bad idea. And if you were going to go to a tavern, a comfortable tavern, say, for someone who looks for a little more order in their gods, where would you send a, a new person in town? That's a very interesting question. So, of course, the the tavern over in the the tra where over on the western side of town the the praying mantis is the tavern to go to if you want to learn about what's been going on in don and what's been going on in iskdon it would not hurt to pick up information there but if you were interested in you know a more orderly world, the world that used to be, surprisingly enough, I might head over to one of the more dive bars in the shore area. There you'll find people who lament the loss of the Archduke. Many of my people chief among them. Good to know. I'd, it's been a long journey and I can certainly use a drink. You can always ask the girl out, too. Ew. Or at least buy, uh, buy her a drink. Um, I think that's a hint for a tip. Does Claren know the name of a bar in uh, a dive bar? Yeah, you might um, okay. consider the... Um, Thinking about the best dive bar option, um, the rusty nail. The rusty nail. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to both. Um, of course. How can you not go to the praying mantis and the rusty nail when you got those two names? I'm just writing that down, the praying mantis. Well, <clears throat> um, is Fence still there? Yeah, the I think Fence is nearby okay. listening to all this. Uh, so, he, he enjoys deferring to the face of the party. Crenshaw's only gold currently is a 70 pound. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what's the size I, of the tip that did it think did a little map um like a gold I, piece a gold piece i think is pretty rich piece. yeah i think a gold piece uh um, so fence steps gonna... forward and says uh he 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 leaves the uh his face partly hooded uh but he says uh thank you for your time and your information and he hands over a gold piece and if we see you at the rusty nail, I owe you a round. 
Okay. Nine, 9 p.m. might be a good time to be at the Rusty Nail. Uh, yeah, right. maybe after a few ales, the uh, the lips will be even looser. Our, Get the real inside goss. Right, or even later, and she slides the gold piece back under the, and she she heads back to the to the bellows. Uh, oh. And so we leave. Okay. And uh, go to the armor to do some armor shopping. Sure. I mean, I'm just moving the little token here. So it's, you know, you all are now over here, this building that runs sort of at a catty corner um, northwest to southeast on the other side. So clearly the center building is where the cousins and the, um, the gold braid family lives. And you come into an armory, tons of different types of armor are on display here. More metal armor than um, than leather armor, but some, you know, pieces of leather armor as well. And hey. yeah, mm -hmm. there is, you know, another three dwarves in here, um, bumpering around. One of them is clearly the um, the matron of the shop, um, Sophia Huff. Is anyone else getting armor other than Crunchall? Just me? That's what I'm just okay. wondering, kind of for our shopping. I, I'd be glad to inquire about if I could get a plus, if they could upgrade to plus two. Uh, well, I guess you can want some uh, bracers of defense at uh, at some point, but I don't know uh, that he's got um, enough money and that they would carry such a thing here. Yeah, it's unlikely that bracers of defense would be at this armor. You could inquire um, what is what is Theraval looking for in terms of an upgrade on armor? Uh, I was kind of wondering if it, if they could, I don't know, lace the uh, the studded glamour uh, leather armor with something like uh, like a metal or something that might make it thicker, but uh, still well, keep its flexibility. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's just a it's a it's studded leather. What is the glamour? Does it is it a plus in terms of magic as well? Yeah, it's a plus one armor. I think after uh, I don't know getting uh, knocked down a couple of times in uh, the fight with Antwerp, <laughs> something a little with a little bit more defense would be kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think the question here would be whether Sophia Huff, who's more of just in straight armor, could do the magic that you want to make it into plus two rather than plus one. And then it would also be a question of the cost. I, does Theraval have much money? That's a good question. We're, we have about 917. Yeah, about 900. But, but thousands of gold and charm. 
<laughs> of course, I am well away the way that Theraval works. Um, yeah, so if you wanted to inquire here, um, I think I'm going to do a D20 roll and I'll see if she's able to do this or not. Higher is more likely. And then I can also give you a cost. So, hmm. um, so you're asking about making your armor better. And so Sophia Huff, you know, who you're, you're talking to, is like, yeah. I could probably do that for you. I have, I know artificers and we certainly work with them to improve. This is nice armor, by the way, some really good supports. And she's like, you know, feeling the the area that's around like the stomach that runs up here. She's like, this is nicely made. Oh, did I already take off my clothes for her? No, I don't think so. I, I think oh. she, she, maybe she's lifting up the shirt or, you know, the wherever the armor is sitting also it's sort of weird because the glamour armor is sort of an illusion itself but yeah um but she's like i could probably do what you're asking for for about 500 gold pieces no really it's what i'm thinking that's bargain yeah when, when can that. i pick it up when and where um, well, if you leave it here, I could have it ready for you in 1D6 days. I could have it ready for you in a day. Wow. Ooh. All right. You're amazing, Sophia. You're, you're like, a, I don't know, weave your magic of metals. I would be happy, happy to do so. My cousin, okay, yeah. my cousin tells me there's a drinking party going on tonight. Wow, word gets around oh. fast. <laughs> wow, we better save some of our gold. Sophia, do you drink a lot? Whoa, I, I, I'm a dwarf. No, I don't drink a lot. Yeah, but are you a lightweight or a heavyweight? What time are you showing up at the Rusty Nail? When you're when you're there. Oh, I hope Mouse isn't getting too jealous. And Mouse what, is in mouse form. What are you <laughs> gonna do? Mouse form. And what time are you leaving? And what time are you leaving? <laughs> That's the better question, huh? <laughs> wow. Anyways, it's not so far to here. Look, and she turns around and you can see like like the bellows. Like you guys walked out of the shop, but it looked like there was a house, but these there are two dwarven storefronts, and in the center there's like this one big bellows. So like what you thought of was the house is actually just a big smithery in in the back where both you know sets of the armorers and the um, the weapons makers are are running. God, is it hot in here, or is this just a blacksmithery? <laughs> Is this the flirtiest shopping trip I think we've yeah, ever done? My armor's totally not getting done by tomorrow. What are we talking about? She's got other people that'll take care of the armor. All right. Um, hey, so but I, someone else came in here to buy armor in addition to the, the rogue Theraval. Crenshaw. So eventually, I'm, Sophia is I'm used to work. taking. Yeah. Crenshaw will say we are we are all used to taking second place to the the pretty boy over here. 
<laughs> um, but I'm looking for magic armor, but really I can't, I'm not into the very heavy armors. So okay. I'm looking for some, something that's more of like a leather, studded leather fire resistance. Yeah, I could probably, I mean, you want just straight up studded leather? Is that what you're talking about? Or you want something with magic in it as well? So I've got magic armor already. And he removes his cloak. Mm. We've got magic armor. If you can add fire resistance to it, I am... Um, I'm a little tired of goblins throwing fire at me. Yeah, goblins are pesky. And and so if you can give me some resistance to fire, I've got a certain goblin in mind that likes to that likes to throw it that I would like to have a conversation with. Ah, yeah. And when I say goblin, I mean Scarlet Antwerp. But I don't say that part out loud. If you really can't help yourself, you can send it to me telepathically, since I agree. <laughs> oh, I do. I, we absolutely, Crenshaw shoots that over to Claren. Yeah, Crenshaw is sort of more, or Claren's more like, well, she's probably more like a demon than a goblin, but same difference, really. Yeah, I think I could do some fire resistance on this. I think I could probably do it for 600 gold. I could get the artificer to work on it for you. Um, yeah, we're, you know, I can, and I think he could get it to you for it's going to take longer because of the way that he's got to cast his spells, but probably in under a week, certainly probably more like five days or so. I have another fire related problem. Yeah. And Crenshaw reaches, like pulls his, uh, his bag of holding up onto the counter. Mm -hmm. And pulls out the 70 pound gold ingot oh this yeah. used to be a lot more gold in lots of little separate pieces yeah it looks yeah you melted it all together it's not I mean it's gold so it's pretty mm -hmm. and it's soft but mm -hmm. it's pretty so is this your and, and dj remind me is this uh, how much gold was this, this all is, told because this is 30 almost 3700 gold pieces wow so and so the reason i ask is because this is a dwarf who's looking at this and she would not have the confusion that i did like how much mm -hmm. she's like 
This would be way you said too six hundred. I said six hundred, right? I said six hundred. This would be way. Okay. This is like six times what you would owe me. So we need to. Shall we shave about twelve pounds off this? Oh, I could do that. Do, would you know what? I could shave those twelve pounds off. Do you need this into smaller pieces? I've just come in from being nearly burned alive. And I would love to have my money back in smaller pieces. So the question would be, do you want me to divvy this up into a couple of blocks for you? Like a thousand gold piece value a piece? You want a couple of 500 blocks of gold? Um, do you want that and some of the local coinage and I can get you either the old coinage or I can get you the two dog head version that's being printed now. Although, you know, printed or how much it's being melted down, I'd go with the older if you want it to carry its value. The suspicion is that um, the new Duchess is watering down her metals. Crenshaw says, I would really appreciate that and obviously would pay you for your trouble of a couple of, um, say, six. Well, no, because we're shaving off. Yeah, that's right. Um, maybe six, 500 piece bars and... 90 or so of the old local currency. The what he said, the traditional currency. I could, you know what? I could do that for you. And I think we would have it ready at the same day, five days from now, that we would have have your armor for you. Um, can I do a an insight check? Sure. Yeah. Before I give her all of my yeah, money. all 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 your worthy goods. Yeah. No oh, pressure. And and she will she will say, look, you're giving me this huge block of gold before you even think about anything, and she reaches under the and she's like, here's a hundred gold pieces to hold you over for the five days while we divvy this up and get it back to you. Uh, and that's a, my insight is 18. Yeah, all straight up, honest. Um, if she's anything, she's lawful neutral or lawful good. Okay, great. Then yeah, we will absolutely agree to that. And uh, having some loose coin will make tonight a lot easier. I couldn't buy anyone rounds with this. Yeah, no, that, that would make one big round. Okay, so it sounds like we've got two orders in at the, the armor. Do remember, guys, that those of you who've given weapons and arms over, you don't have those for 
the next bit of time, although Saraval will have his lickety split in, in the day, the rest of you um, will be five days or a week before you get your, your upgrades. But that my question good. is, yeah, are you heading, do you want to do anything in the rest of the afternoon, walk around town, use the animal form of the druids to get over and explore the the temple a bit? Do we want to head straight to the Rusty Nail or straight to the Praying Mantis? Um, what's the, what suits folks? How many hours do we have before nine? Um, yeah, I would say it's mid-afternoon, so about three o'clock or so at this point. We also have to, uh, at some point, uh, check into an inn that we'll be uh, staying at, I guess, for the next week. Uh, it It's seven days before Fence is able to retrieve his improved spear. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, I, mean, I would say that Claren contemplating a week of just sitting on her hands is not feeling that appealing. So something perhaps we can do in this time is to sort of strategize how we want to best use the time to plan our strategic attack. I think that's a really good idea. I think furthermore, um, we should think about like what our goal is and then how we want to accomplish it. If this is uh, um, an assassination uh, visit, uh, then, you know, we may need to be thinking about uh, uh, subterfuge, um, how we're going to get past guards, if there's going to be a distraction, uh, who will wield the killing blow, how we're going to get to Scarlet Antwerp, et cetera, et cetera. So, Crenshaw uh, can say, one of the things that I was poking at in that conversation, and I'm he's going to keep poking at at the rusty nail is to see what kind of budding resistance there is and scarlet is so new that that resistance is probably in the form of people thinking it's all just them like i'm unhappy with this i don't know if there's a if we're even at the uh Pink Hat Marches stage of yeah, resistance. It's been, yeah, it's been a while. Um, Janae Claren left. It's been a few years of her reign. Um, so it's not that new of a kind of dictatorial takeover, as it were. Um, so there may, there may be more appetite for resistance than we're necessarily seeing on the surface. Um, Scarlet has been in power for long enough to kind of quell and intimidate those who have demonstrated some resistance in the past. Um, but there certainly remains, I think, a sort of undercurrent of people in Dawn who are quietly, I think, attempting subterfuge, at least as Claren understands it. I mean, Claren will narrate this to, to sort of Prenshaw, again, telepathically, and she's still in animal form right now, and kind of acknowledge that, um, you know, my knowledge on this is not up to date and is somewhat speculative based on how I saw things left when um, I was exiled. Um, I've severed most connections since I've left out of the safety 
of friends, the remaining friends I have here, although there are few who would be willing to call me a friend at this point. Um, and so, yes, it may be worth understanding better. Yeah, what what the satisfaction is with Scarlet at this point. And I think let's say it's about unrest, five years in. If there's unrest five years in, then knowing that the the true heir has returned might galvanize that resistance. Might we could bring them together and we wouldn't uh it if there were violence in the streets, it might make an assassination easier. True. I'm not necessarily here to kill, but if killing is what it takes, I'm ready. Sorry, I just want to not, gain rightful power. You're not here to kill Scarlet. Well. Because aren't we, though? I mean, I guess are, are really we hoping are. to like uh, take Scarlet prisoner? Yeah, Fence is in my head reminding me that she burned us all alive. Right, she left us for uh, for dead after uh, uh, usurping you from your own kingdom. I mean, it's been a while since I've read Macbeth, but I I know what we do to such people. Claren, Claren is so nice, though. She would think of disposing and imprisoning the, uh, the false duchess, whereas the rest of you, I definitely think you're on the, the Macbeth route. Um, yeah, so I I'm think, a Mac I think Claren's sword is also talking to her and well, maybe saying, yeah. uh, you, you sure you want to kill her? Don't want to kill her? Yeah. So in any case, I'm I, on the map. I just zoomed out if you're looking on the shared screen. And I mean, I did that in part because I think it's the afternoon you've got from three until nine o'clock. Um, and I'm happy to like zoom in on different areas in the map if you're like wandering around and wanting to learn. Like there's nothing on this overall map of Don from the outside that, you know, would be that I, I wouldn't feel comfortable like zooming in and talking to you about that part of the city. This area over here, can you guys see my cursor or not? No, I can see no. the yellow box, but I can't see your cursor. All right, we're gonna use the yellow box. So this area over here, that's the, um, that's the praying mantis. Um, and so that's the large, you know, in that, most people would stay in. Um, you could certainly go other places. The rusty nail is gonna be a bar right over there in that part of the um, of the shore. And you all are currently over here in um, Ruda and Sophia's um, armory and blacksmithy. Right, we are, um, although we've given away for a while, some of our armor and our weapons. We are otherwise at full health and full spells and fully like rested. Yeah, you Is you had yes, okay. you had two good evenings sleep, you know, on on the way here, no encounters. Everyone is up to full hit points, key, spell slots. You have all of those things available to you. 
That's good to know. So yeah, I'm and I'm happy, yeah, so I'm happy to wander around and role play different encounters, but I'm also happy to assume like you're spending the next six hours wandering around town, two of you in animal form, the other three of you, you know, in disguise, you know, semi-disguise and just talk about the feel of different sections of the town and um answer questions but however however you all want to go i i think from like if we're walking around the town what, what i'd love to figure out is like like kind of more of the strategy that we have like from my perspective we're either getting antwerp inside the keep or outside of the keep mm -hmm. um and I, I i don't like if we're trying to get inside get her in defeat her inside the keep i I would really like to know what the guards are doing on a day-to-day -day basis, like their routine, you know, Ocean's Eleven, map it out. Right. Um, but if we're if we're trying to get them outside, uh, I, I'd like to figure out more about the populace, you know, and the this embroiling revolution. Yeah, I'm, case along those yes. lines, uh, along those lines, I wonder if uh, Scarlet, under what circumstances she leaves the keep. And uh, if that sort, and if it's ever on a, a routine, uh, and if we could uh, find out what what those sort of routines are, and and the size of uh, and and makeup of the guards that she travels with. Rarely do I suggest splitting up, but in this case, if we're going to be sort of scoping this out, it may behoove us not to all be there in one big cluster. Um, mm -hmm. Granted. You know, Mouse and I can discreetly explore in animal form, um, but there may be some benefit to having at least one um, human or elf with mm. us. Mm. No? Oh, no, no, I completely agree. I, I think we should split up um, the druids um, to like case the keep kind of thing. And like mm. maybe everyone else or like something checks out the mantis. And like I'm thinking real loudly just in case Crenshaw's detect thoughts is going on. But uh mm -hmm. but just like wondering, oh yeah, let's get mouse away just in case anything goes on with Sophia down at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have both of them. is such a creep, I have to say. But he's a lover. Uh, talk about splitting oh. the party. Crenshaw. Oh. Crenshaw needs to rinse out his rain <laughs> after that yeah. Ben um, to go meditate for an hour oh. <laughs> so, you've inspired fence and crenshaw have rings <laughs> that they can use to communicate no matter where they we are on this plane i think the rings of friendship will let us communicate great um other than that i have a limited amount of telepathy time so we can do sort of five minutes at a time um but splitting up is a good idea i think that someone should be in the wherever the uh duchess lives just to see what her guard rotation is like and who she keeps around her. But that's really dangerous because she has 
assistance with levels in fighter and rogue. So yeah, okay. whoever does that has to be really careful. I'm currently an insect. So I'm not all that detectable um, and fairly benign. So it may make sense for me to take advantage of being very, very small. I mean, mouse is small as well. But yeah, I think you could probably have the, the mouse and the insect. So I'm happy. Actually, what I'm thinking right now is let me zero in and why don't you have the Gruets and Animal Farm head over here to the keep. And I can tell you a little about what you're seeing in the the central keep and the temple area. And you can tell me where, where you want to go in here. Okay. A little bit of general reconnaissance there. If you start to go, you know, we'll just, we will play that out for a little bit. And then we can also, you know, we'll pause and go around and figure out where the, where the folks who are wandering around the town what they are seeing. And I get the sense, is it that you all are going, what's the, have, why don't you all arrange a meeting plan or time or place like 9 p.m. at the Rusty Nail, or maybe you're going to hit the mm -hmm. Antis for dinner at six or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I of all being I like, that oh, makes sense. Rusty Nail. I yeah, think 9 p.m. at the Rusty for... Nail is a good idea. And oh, you want should... to meet for dinner? I think we should meet for for dinner. We may want to share information before we uh, go to the rusty nail at nine. Isn't that our plan to gather more information? Because mm -hmm. we're gonna want to know what sort of questions to ask. I expect to spend the rest of the week gathering information. If we can keep right. our identities hidden for that long, um, which will be easier for me than everybody else. But as long as the druids are in, uh are in wild animal check. forms. Yeah. Fence. Fence was mostly out of sight. Right. I think if Fence Fence is going to um uh wrap his face and uh and cough a little bit whenever people look at him as if he's got the plague and that he's trying to um I mean we know he's a plague doctor. Uh and therefore he knows how to play the plague. So, uh, and and he'll be wrapping his face so as to keep others from getting infected, but also to keep his face from being seen very easily. So fence gathering information on the streets is a great idea. Excellent. Um, Theracol yeah. gathering information in taverns is always a good idea. Yeah, but I, I'm not sure I, I, I need any help from other I don't know. I, I'm just no. like still trying to think like not 9 p.m. <laughs> not 9 p.m. having both mouse. <laughs> yeah. It's no, I think that I think that we need to know what the nighttime schedule is. Mm -hmm. So having someone who is maybe a little too young to be partying in the in a bar called the Rusty Nail anyway. Right. 
Fence has the advantage that uh, he can go places unarmed and look innocuous. But of course, uh, he has his uh, mighty fists ready uh, to deploy and lots may... of key points with stunning strikes. It may also be useful for, not just for sake of Theraval's um, jollies, but Mouse and Claren may also benefit from meeting up with you all even a little bit later at the pub to get a sense of the night shift in the keep as well, um, because we may want to determine whether it is best to infiltrate in afternoon or evening. And so we could take care of that in kind of this cycle, right? Stay till yeah, roughly yeah. 11 o'clock PM when perhaps you'll presumably all be done with your sort of cavorting um, at the club and meet back at the inn where we're staying and kind of debrief some late night notes. I'm imagining that Mouse and I need to go back and check out, you know, a true middle of the night watch, you know, and kind of a more of a true midnight shift. But for the purposes of our sort of reconnaissance and the fact that we've we've got a week, we can kind of um, space out our work of of keeping watch, as it were, on the keep itself. Awesome. So, are you guys planning on staying in the praying mantis, or are you planning on trying to find a, a less conspicuous so the praying mantis is like if you're going to if you're going to dawn and you're staying in the place that everybody stays you're staying in the praying mantis um but there are also smaller inns in different parts of the city and so i'm trying to figure out where you guys are planning on rendezvousing at 11. less conspicuous is the better in my opinion don't shit where you yeah eat. i think we were, if we're hunting around on staying I think we should, um, at some point, we should check into the inn so that we have a late night place to rendezvous and eventually to sleep. Okay, so give me, I'm going to scope out here town-wise and just the different neighborhoods um, using the our yellow box as a guide. This is the shore over here, um, low, more, um, more rundown. This area is um, Tra, which is known for the nightlife. This is where the, the praying mantis is, both the inn and the bar. Um, you get south of the road here. You're over in Adelaide Creek. Nice. There's probably some smaller inns here. You know, not too many, but some that are off the path. This area is called South Market. There are definitely areas here where merchants would stay. Um, there's some bigger, fancier houses, so it might be a little bit more expensive, but this would be a very common area where people would stay. Laban's Realm over here, you know, you might find one or two places that are inns, but very much where most people from the town live. And then this area called the docks over here, there's probably a few like sailors, not even bars, but like sailors dives where people would stay who are working um, on the, the Isk River or sailing out in the, the Mercy. Um, I think the docks is the best choice because there's lots of people coming in and out all the time. We're less likely to be noticed or for anyone to think anything about some weird people coming and going. It's also a good cover still for our story about being farmers slash merchants. You know, you're collecting wares, attempting to establish business, 
There's a cover. And I, uh, Crenshaw loves Kevin's idea. Yeah. <laughs> that Crenshaw would happily rent a room in a tavern in each quarter for the week. Yeah. I think it's a good idea because we may find ourselves in some tricky situations and we may need to uh, run to nearby places, A, to disappear off the streets, and B, to bind mm -hmm. our wounds. Oh. Crenshaw will happily rent each of those rooms as a, in a different identity. Gotcha. Yeah, so you're going to play around in each, yeah, and in all the districts except for the central keep, you have a place and the mm -hmm. anchor, a river and seafarers in along the docks is like the point where you all plan to rendezvous at 11 p.m. And besides yeah. that, we're all going out, scattering, looking around. Let's do that. And let's at least, before we stop for the evening, let's at least let the mouse and the insect explore a little bit in the central keep where, where the temple is. Does that sound good? Yes. Fantastic. So um, when you come up to, and I'm having you on the street, I mean, you're a mouse and an insect, so you're not like super obvious, but when you come up to the northeastern entrance to the central keep area and you see the walls that are surrounding it and they are about 25 or 30 feet tall, they are, you know, like solid masonry work, you see towers every so often, almost like if you were doing a clock, I don't know if there's actually 12 of them, but it looks like there's almost 12 of them spread around, maybe a few more, because at each of the two games, there are two different towers. Um, there are a dozen guards at this, at this gate. Um, there isn't actually like a closed gate here but you can see behind each of the towers there are gates that open like inward and almost like they would rotate so it could be sealed off but at the moment the eastern and you're assuming the southern and western gates are open there's a dozen guards here the guards are all wearing these the red robes um, they all have sort of pole arms. What's interesting is the one that looks like the captain and his two lieutenants of the guards, they have pole arms, but the weapon at the top is almost, it almost looks like a circular saw blade that's like slowly spinning and you can't see like any like rope or what it's like magically suspended in the air just like slowly rotating between the two forks of this big pole arm and they certainly look like i mean the regular pole arms look like vicious weapons these look um particularly deadly they're not spinning real fast at the moment but you do see the potential of that um the other thing that's noteworthy just in insect and mouse form first before going in is the hill itself um, slopes up and it's probably a good hundred yards up a set of steps. And it would be difficult terrain for any humanoid to climb up like the slope. Um, it's 
not like wild grass, but, you know, low cut um, grass. It, they must have like sheep or whatever that occasionally graze here. So it's not like long flowing grass that you could hide in, but it's, you know, two, maybe four inches tall, um, but a fair number of rocks. But then there are the steps that go up the hundred yards to where you would get into the the inner side of the, the temple areas of inside of the central keep. Other questions about what you see there on sort of the, the Eastern entrance to the central keep area of Don? Do we think that um, Scarlet Antwerp's um, like quarters would be that part that juts out to the north? Like would, would that be uh, a natural kind of uh, headquarters? And then um, furthermore, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if our former resident of this area would know like, you know, what the, you know, the, the, the palace chambers would be like, or, you know, where, uh, where the sovereign would sleep or be and that sort of thing. Yeah, I certainly know where the Sovereign used to sleep and be. It's very possible that Scarlet changed the layout of the temple or made some different decisions about which rooms were used for what. So I'll certainly know my way around, but I'm kind of prepared for it to feel and um, look a little different in terms of kind of core functionality on the inside. Since Scarlet is all about chaos and destruction. Um, it might be that um, the insect and the mouse could just like watch the goings on for a while and that's kind, of, what I was kind of kind of get a sense of uh, uh, what's going on, who goes where, etc. Yeah, I kind of want to know like what the watch schedule is um, from Scarlet's guards, get a sense of who's there. On a regular basis um yeah i think honestly we just kind of park ourselves we pick an entrance we park ourselves outside we try to see the patterns um we go inside in a few hours once we have a sense of the, the, the scale and each day that we're here we pick a different entrance to kind of scope out as we construct our plan okay i think that's a good point we could imagine that in a, a film there might be a, a montage Yes. Where like day after day, things are are noticed because we're not in a hurry to get things in a done in a day. We want to take a, at least a week so that we can get all of our our gear back before we do anything serious. Ooh, and I like this idea a lot because Claire knows the blueprint, like the mental blueprint of the keep already. So right. like she would draw a kick-ass diagram. I, yeah, I'm ready for, we're definitely in the montage portion of the heist movie. Yeah. And once we gather all the information, then we can do like the heist movie part where like Mouse and I unveil the great plan with a map and explain all the figures and then have a plan. Yeah. Well, and the question really is, is it an assassination? Is it an overthrow? So some of these will also depend on, on conversations in the bars and the streets and what 
what the goal is. Um, quick yes. here, just sort of prior knowledge, um, Fencer Andy's question about the building up here. Indeed, this five-story building is the was the residency of the royal family and other, you know, dwellers. So th that would be um, the building on the northern part there, the main residency, and it is a five-story building. Still looks like it's a five-story building. Um, the other thing that's obviously major is the temple itself, which is shaped like a pyramid here in the center of the keep. And there's a ton of different chambers and hidden passages. Um, Claren is somewhat familiar with the temple, um, but not like all of its secret passages. I don't see Claren in her youth having like spent a ton of time in there. I, I almost get a sense with your, the Druid nature, like, yeah, Ra was, you know, the chief deity of the town, but you were much more interested in military training and then your time that you spent the five years away in learning like ways of nature. So I don't know that you know that a ton, but the rest of the complex, you certainly would know the blueprint from five years or so ago. Um so that's sort of quick. It sounds like what you're doing right now this afternoon is scoping out the Eastern Gate and the quick bits of intelligence around the Eastern Gate besides, you know, the, the dozen or so guards that are there is there are far fewer um, people going in and out of the central keep than back in the days when Claren lived here. Um, not nobody, probably if you watch it for an hour, there's a good three dozen people who go in and, you know, and three dozen who come out, but it's not like this steady flow of traffic. Um, everyone who is going in is being checked by the guards. They're being asked questions. Um, and then allowed in a number of them who are going in are clearly bribing the guards in order to be allowed in. Um, and yeah, so I would suppose that's sort of mainly what you pick up. The changing of the guards at the Eastern gate happens a little bit before sunset and sunset we'll say is at about 6 p.m. So as it's getting dark, the guards at the Eastern gate change. Okay. I'm writing this down by the way, for okay. the party meta gaming moment. Yeah, no, Good. no. Thank um, you. Um, so it sounds like you guys waited until dusk. I'm happy to do more with, um, with Claren and Mouse exploring there. It feels like before we end the evening, we ought to talk to the three other characters here. That makes sense to me, kind of set up where they are. And then maybe next time we pick up on more than mm -hmm. we observe. We'll pick yeah. Right. We might think about if, um, speaking of metagaming, if there's some like, uh, different options for plans of entrance or attack or like what our uh what our our mission is going to be etc cetera, etc cetera. uh so that when we return 
we can pick one of these approaches and then enact it. For instance, a uh, five-story building uh, uh, fence can, uh, with a dash, can uh, run up a five-story building. Uh, and if he's um, if he's just imbibed uh, a potion of frost giant strength, he could dash up the side of a building while carrying all of us. So that's just uh, something to think about as an example. That's pretty sweet. I know that Fence really wants to get to the murder part. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, at least the way that I'm playing Crenshaw through it, and I think Claren too, is we're also building a revolution. Does that seem right? Because... I'm hearing that there actually are, there may be enough support for a revolution. And if that's going on, the running into the temple and doing a murder will be a lot easier. Yeah, so I think some of what you need to learn about, and probably not before we finish up the session tonight, will be like, what's the intelligence that you gather on the state of things in the town? Who might be allies? One of the things that might end up being tricky and might put you into combat much faster, I mean, who knows, when you're trying to sow a revolution in a state that's pretty controlled from the top down, you may run into, you know, double agents, you may run into guardsmen. I mean, it, it may not be another couple of sessions where we're only talking and not fighting, even if you're not immediately jumping into getting rid of Scarlet Antwerp. I, I you know, I just don't know how things are going to play out. But I'm curious, um, DJ, where do you think, and is this, is our Crenshaw and Theraval and Fence, here's my question for you all. Are you staying together or are the three of you going different directions this afternoon while Mousefield Mouse and Claren observed the Eastern Gate? I was picturing we'd go in different directions. Okay, if that's the case, um, where, DJ, do you want to tell me where Crenshaw goes? Um, Crenshaw, yeah. I think, can, um, because he hasn't been seen, he could hang out with the Hoi Polloi uh, a little bit more, uh, you know, in, in wealthier areas of town. Uh, whereas Coughing Fence, you know, might uh, head over to, um, you know, along the docks in the, um, less expensive parts of town. That's just something that occurs to fence. I think that's right. And I think if Theraval is disguised, he can go to the praying mantis and listen to the guards. Because the praying mantis is where the guards go to drink and gossip. If I remember right. And yeah, so I think that's, that's my plan. If fence goes to the shore... Theraval goes to the Praying Mantis. Crenshaw would go down to South Market. 
and just listen in and kind of wander around and shop a little bit and read people's minds and Yeah, so let me do like just quick two, three minutes on what each of you find in those locations. And then that will bring us to that 6 p.m. dusk so that all five characters are like at the same point when, when we stop this evening. Um, Crenshaw, South Market. Um, help me a little bit here. So you're wandering around, you're listening um if we're zeroing in on on this area of the map like the big marketplace is this central um space here mm -hmm. and you know it's a fairly teeming teeming market um I mean, I, I guess I'm just trying to wonder, like, as you're listening to people's minds, like, what are you, what are you searching for? What, you know, I, and I guess the other thing is just sort of the flavor and the feel of the town. I mean, the architecture of the place is very much sort of something that you would see in like Cairo or Jerusalem. There's ways in which this feels like um, Nordhus was very sort of steampunky. Ward as the floating city is also very gritty. Um, here it feels like it used to be this big desert, like lots of arches and sort of clean. And it's over like the last five years has gotten a little dustier, a little bit more seedy, um, but it's still not like you know, it's still not as gritty as either Nordhus or, or Ward were. And I don't know what else, you know, ask me some questions and I can give you a little bit more info and we can dive into some of these things more um, next time. So, um, Frenshaw is running detect thoughts, right? and sort of watching how people interact with the guards, what people are thinking after guards pass by, um, how people are reacting to, right? Because it's just a normal day, there's no revolution happening today. So people aren't gonna be thinking, I hope there's a revolution today, but people will be thinking things about the guards um, and especially if if someone seems to hear the name Scarlet Antwerp whispered, like, look, it's Duchess Antwerp. Um, one of the things that he can do is like cast a message spell mm -hmm. and whisper there goes Duchess Antwerp, and then see what people are thinking in the area where they hear that whisper. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. So he can by himself plant 
opportunities to see what people think about the government without asking them, which is sure. super obvious. So you want to do a revolution? Like, but he can push things in different directions mentally. Interesting. Okay, let me give you just a little snippet of what you get. So she is hardly ever called Scarlet. Um, sometimes you hear Duchess Antwerp. Often you hear people refer to her as the new Duchess. One of the things that you pick up is the people who refer to her as Duchess Antwerp um, are often doing so. They're more respectful. Um, when you say that folks who say or think the new Duchess are much more likely to have like a discontent associated with it or tend to move away when they see guards come or, you know, like do a double take on guards. Um, and it's sort of surprisingly split in this area of town. I mean, I would almost say like a third of the people seem to be thinking like, she's a new duchess. What the hell is she doing? A third of them are just like, yeah, it's a middle market day, nothing. And a third of them, particularly in this area of town, seem very respectful, like it's Duchess Antwerp. Oh, Duchess Antwerp is coming, you know, hand over the chest. So that's just sort of a quick read of, of South Market. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, was, what was Claren's name? Have we talked about that, Claren? Like, like what was Clarence her name? Yeah, she did yeah. not change her name. She did not change her name. Um, did she have a title previously? I need to look at. Yes, <laughs> I'm trying to remember because she was not yet in the Duchess title. It was like, I guess she was like a countess or. Um, you know, somewhat in the line of succession to become right. the Duchess. I don't know enough about royalty to know exactly what that title is. Well, we, we will go Countess for the, for the moment. If someone gets clever and looks up the exact title, that will do. But for, for us, Countess, Countess. Yeah, I'm, I, I literally just Googled royal hierarchy titles. They're really complicated. Yes, and, and may not be resolved tonight, but we'll go with Countess. Yes, sorry, um, this is knowledge I do not have off the top of my head. One of the things that Crenshaw does to see what happens is cause a magic image, a minor image of the phrase uh, Countess Steelcloven lives on a wall. Hmm. This is giving like me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just watch from uh, from the darkness a little ways away. Um, yeah. So at first, some people see it. Eventually, someone has seen it, reacts negatively, reports it to the guards, and someone comes and is will scrub it off. Or okay. by then, it's gone because it's magic anyway. So yeah. and then you see there, as... there's a little bit of conflict, like, what do you mean there was a sign here? Who, you know, and there clearly then is like that area of town becomes like a little bit more thickly patrol, like the frequency of patrols go up, and you do feel like a ripple of tension beginning to 
run out of that that area of town or that just that yeah. portion of the South Market vicinity. Um, That's fun. We'll mess with that later. Good, good. Um, let's go up to um, fence along the docks in the shore here quickly, and then we will. I'm certain we will not have enough time to play Laraval at the um, the praying mantis, but maybe we'll at least set him up there a little. Um, Andy, what is fence doing here, either along the docks? Um, I assume at least securing uh, a room for the party at the anchor. A river and seafarers in and also over here if he's wandering through this gate over here to the to the area known as the shore um anything that you're looking for is you're you're coughing and you know right distance yeah, so uh, fence has incredible powers of uh perception so uh and uh insight checks and so um as his colleague did in the richer neighborhoods, uh, Fence is trying to determine uh, what people think of Scarlet Antwerp. Uh, he would also like to um, uh, uh, head over to an infirmary and, uh, and see if he can cure a few uh, diseases with key points uh, without drawing uh, too much uh, attention um uh as a uh, a plague doctor is uh something that he's uh he's qualified to do and uh he's he's mostly just trying to find out um how people feel about uh scarlet uh and if as bob dylan once said there's a revolution in the air yeah excellent um Um, yes. Yeah. So uh, a quick couple of things. So along the docks, um, the area sort of more in the northeastern where the sailors are, are coming in and out. Um, it's hard to really get a read on like how many people are resistant who would think of like the new duchess or how many are like respectful of duchess antwerp um because the vast number of people there are really in the middle you've probably got almost like 80 percent of the people in the docks who seem to be mostly thinking about where they're traveling to what boat they're catching um you probably you know, it's probably like only 5% of the people around the docks seem to be more like, ooh, Duchess Antwerp. And there's probably 15%. And a good number of those seem to be like the river folk, um, the dwarves who are like regular sailors of like this portion of the river seem to be resentful more like well we didn't have to screw with this when it used to be duke ferdinand um and so there's that resistance but generally in the docks it's really neutral it's people who are much more concerned about their travel um the news is very different where you go over to the shore 
Um, and in fact, there is an infirmary there for the for the Egyptian river goddess, goddess of flowing water. And you are able to go in there. You cure people. The infirmary is a little bit more over on the western side, whereas the rusty nail is sort of right in the north, close to where the river is. And your sense, like just of perception, paying attention to people, it, it may be as high as 80 or 90% of the people in the shore think that the Duchess is shit. Like just, it is, the state of this place is something rotten and um, they are clear about it. And there is, except for the guards, there seems to be no one who is interested in um, in whatever changes have happened here. I mean, it's at best people are neutral towards the Duchess and most not at all in favor of what she's done to the town. It might be interesting if we could have, um, what do they call it? Uh, um, astroturf grassroots revolution whereby uh it's astroturf because uh we could probably spread some gold around and maybe some uh, of those short swords that our um, armor friend or our uh, blacksmith friend keeps uh, pounding out and uh and can some convince some folks over here to uh uh to help us in our cause uh, this is Fence mostly thinking to himself, but also uh, responding to the the check-in that he just received from Crenshaw. Yeah, and it may also be, I mean, not in this play session, but maybe later, I could see Fence scoping out like the area close to the wall over here, like this, the southeastern portion of the wall in the shore, the northwestern portion of the wall in the keep, like that might be, a, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if that's a scalable thing. I, it, you certainly don't have a bat. They don't, people wouldn't have a battering ram to knock that down. It's a pretty massively thick wall, but, you know. Uh, but perhaps a ladder could be built. Yeah. There are things that that could happen, and if you're taking on, or if there are a bunch of guards, distractions from citizens might might be useful. Um, I'm moving over here on the map to the the praying mantis, and Theraval has arrived there. Um, Theraval, you're able to get over there like at three thirty, four in the afternoon, so you definitely have until at least dusk while everybody else is out, if not until 9 p.m. when you have to head up to the Rusty Nail. So questions, things that you're quickly asking here, and I think we'll probably pick up for sure with Theraval in the Praying Mantis next time to do you know some of these conversations in detail, but if you give me a sense of like who you're trying to talk to, um, I can tell you a little bit about them, but then we will dive in next time right here. Yeah, and I, I think at a high level, I'm looking to uh, uh, slick back my hair and like get a room in there just in case, you know, I need a bed upstairs to uh, crash at. Um, get to know the tavern uh, keeper and who the normal clientele are. Maybe play some uh, dragon, car dragon ante cards 
um, with some guards and try and, I don't know, uh, meet up with Sophia at some point awesome. uh, to get like the inside scoop on like where, uh, when, the, when and uh, which guards come in, like get some names. Awesome. Uh, let's let's end the night by rolling 20-sided dice. You're rolling a 20-sided, I'm rolling a 20-sided, and we're seeing how much, um, whether you win or lose in the gambling that you're doing in the afternoon. Okay. What? Any bonuses? Any pluses for this? Um, if you want to argue something with sleight of hand, I'm willing to think about pluses related to that. Yeah, I mean, if we're playing dragon uh, card ante, uh, I'd love to run the like the old, uh, like the old uh, like false shuffle tricks and things to uh, that Fitz and I used to run on the on the steamboats and stuff for against halflings. Ooh, awesome! And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So go go ahead and roll and modify it by by decks with a little yeah. bit of the hand there. You, you know what? I'm also going to use a lucky feat um, on the on this so. This is that's an 18, and the second is a 21 after bonuses. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You are going to win. And with that, I'm gonna roll a few extra dice here that I just randomly picked. Um, you know, so not huge winnings, but actually uh, I was a two six-sided dice and a 20. So 12, both of the sixes came up sixes, and then an eleven. So twelve plus eleven. Um 23 gold pieces are now in your pocket. Nice. Yeah. So you, yeah, you raked it in in the afternoon. And um, you know what? Your sense was no one was suspicious. Like you loved this. And people were like entertained playing with you and you made money. Um, we will pick it up next time and let you ask questions of the people that you were um, fleecing and see if you learn more things about the goings on in um, in Don. Sounds good. Exciting. Excellent. Awesome. Very good. All right. Well, that this is a this is a hard jar of pickles to unscrew, isn't it? <laughs> all right so that is classical theraval wouldn't you know it um but he is up to his no good but uh, crenshaw there checking out the area south of market soma i'm gonna learn a little bit about things um fence up to as usual and then Claren and Mouse Field Mouse of course um, being the useful ones and going to actually watch one of the, the gates to the the inner keep there so some good stuff join us next week we will drop episode 46 which I can tell you is called Theraval's Evening at the Praying Mantis Casino and um yeah, there are some pretty good, interesting things that happen there. So um, join us next week for another episode of Ragged Coast as our heroes explore Don and move a little bit closer to figuring out how they are going to 
overthrow, imprison, assassinate, whatever they're going to do to get um, the new Duchess, Scarlet Antwerp, um, out of her place. And at some point, we'll have to remember to ask Janae to tell us a little bit more about Clarence's backstory and how um, Scarlet usurped things. We got little bits of clues um, from her during the... Um, the adventure through the the crypt of the sun lord and a little bit more at war but it feels like we're you know a good eight ten episodes away from where we got clarence reason for winding here so in the next few episodes look for me to to ask janae to give us a little bit more of, of clarence's backstory and how scarlet antwerp uh, you know, inserted herself into the, the line of succession in the, the Duchy of Iskdan here. All right, um, tune in next week and we will get you that episode number 46, Theraval's Evening at the Praying Mantis Casino. And trust me, with Kevin playing Theraval, there will be hijinks aplenty.